What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number 219 of Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries for Friday, March 19th, 2021. My name's Josh Cannon. I'm here with Mike. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing good. Uh, dealing with some technological issues. I got a new uh, Sony AV receiver, so trying to figure out how to get audio through an HDMI cable uh, as well as video, so... Uh, learning some new things in terms of uh, how to uh, figure it out. At first, when I hooked it up, I had no video at all. So then I had to look up something online, and then that didn't really help that much. It was just experimenting on my part. <laughs> Moving this cable over here, then switching it to over there, and then, and then back again, or and then you know thinking about it some more, and then being like, okay, no, it actually goes over there, and then I was man- I managed to figure it out, but... Yeah, so, a lot of tech stuff can be frustrating, especially when you get it out of the box and you look at the instructions and you're like, okay, all right, connect cable to the TV. How? <laughs> like, what, 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 what way am I supposed to connect this to? To me, there's nothing more annoying than when you're building something and it comes with instructions and you don't, the picture, it doesn't explain it good enough, like oh, how yeah, it's supposed like to look. <laughs> I never actually bought anything from IKEA. We we do have an IKEA store in Jacksonville, but I I, uh-huh. I haven't gotten anything from there yet. Yeah, um, and then you know dealing with other stuff at, at my job, like things are better in terms of management, but corporate wise, uh, uh, the company got what? Jesus fuck! Sorry. <laughs> I hate TikTok, man. It's like I get a notification on there, and I go to check it, and it's always blast the fucking volume. It's so annoying. This is even, if it's, even if it's on silent, like, fuck me. So anyway, um, I'm dealing with some issues with corporate in terms of we have new ownership. Uh, there's like some private company. It's a private company now. Uh, so I, I think there's a reason why a lot of hours have been uh slashed recently like i only had a two and a half hour shift i was supposed to have today and i got a call in the morning the yesterday to tell me don't come into work because we're, we're cutting hours but i did take a couple shifts next week so my hours are, are better for that week but i don't know what's gonna be like going forward but we'll see it's just one of those things um didn't do very well with the interview with Lowe's and any of these other things, so uh, I'm I'm probably just gonna wait till the summer and then maybe try again, maybe try to get a second job or something. But for right now, I'm okay. Also, I got a decent amount of uh, donations for my YouTube channel recently for requests. So, um, Mike, have you thought about you know being a little proactive and opening up maybe like a lemonade stand or something like that, <laughs> uh, cutting people's yards? Lemonade stand. <laughs> That'll be uh ten dollars <laughs> for this shitty little cup of lemonade. Fuck you. <laughs> hey, at least you're your own boss at that point, you know. Yeah, yeah, it would be for sure. Um, well, that's cool. Uh, I got punched in the jaw and was choked last night by Jesus some crazy guy. Fucking Christ, yeah. man! Uh huh. Shit. At the all night uh, DJing event? No, no. So what happened was, sit down, kids. It's story time. 
I went out to uh, a place uh, called Five Points in Jacksonville. It's the art district. Uh-huh. And I went to this yeah. uh, establishment called Rain Dogs. It's a fine bar. Um, yeah. And uh, there was these people there hanging out. And there was this woman there named Natalie. And um, she was hanging out with this older guy. And when I say older, he looked like he was like, I don't know, late 30s, early 40s. He was bald and... Uh, and he had one of those like holes in his trachea, like huh. like people who I guess survive lung cancer or or, or throat cancer yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like for I don't know why they have to punch that hole, and usually they they cover it up or something. But man, he just had that motherfucker just out. It was very disturbing to uh, uh-huh. to see. But anyway, um, he despite the fact that he had i mean if you hadn't seen that he just would have looked like kind of like a normal dude um he yeah he was you know built like normal and everything it's not like he was like some little weakling or anything like that so anyway mm-hmm. we all um go next door to this place this bar called hop tingers and we go to the second floor because there's this dj that everyone knows and he was djing and i went in there and he's playing like yeah by usher and shit just the most basic ass bullshit like just run of the mill i'm like oh this isn't this isn't that fun and i just kind of forced myself to just kind of start dancing a little bit anyway and i walk up to natalie and i was like i was like how do we know each other because i you look super familiar and she's like oh dude we've known each other for years you know i used to come into this place that i did karaoke at or whatever she's like i'd come into monty's blah blah blah." it's like oh okay cool and um her bald friend uh with the hole in his throat he can't talk because uh he you know he's got that hole or whatever that usually those people get those those weird voice boxes that sound like this um yeah but he he didn't have one of those so he you couldn't really hear him you kind of just had to read his lips anyway he uh i guess sees me talking to her and um she just invited him out you know, she she didn't. She, it wasn't like one of these things to where it was like, "Oh, you're my they boyfriend." Couple, yeah, this is this, yeah, this is yeah. a date. No, she was just like, as a friend, you know, I feel bad for like people okay. that society like looks down I see at. Where this is uh, this is uh, going. Yeah, he assumed that she was taking him on a date. Or so, like or, a, or like something. An asshole. Yeah. Like really, like who the fuck assumes that kind of shit? So anyway, just because a girl's taking you somewhere. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, girls assume that it's dates sometimes too. When a guy wants, you yeah. know, it, yeah, it, but, it, it but, really you know, should it's be equal opportunity offense, if you ask me, because it's just a really lame thing to do to make that kind of assumption. Yeah, so it should always be like thrown out there in the open, like, "Hey, by the way, this is a date." I, I think. I mean, yeah. some people might think that takes some of the magic out of it, but I just. I like the transparency of that a hell of a lot you, better. Or are you like, uh, are we dating? You know, like you kind of bring up the question, like maybe jokingly or whatever. Yeah. And uh, if there is any sort of bite after that, then okay. But if not, then just act normal. Don't, you know, go into a rage. Which right. Is out to what, that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> um, you know, we resume dancing and this guy is who was already kind of 
aggressively dancing, but he it was still it was still dancing. So it was like okay, you know, whatever. He's just having a good okay. time. I'm just imagining aggressively dancing in my head as some kind of angry version yeah. of the Night at the Roxbury guys. Yeah, <laughs> like like it's it's kind of like an oxymoron. Uh, angrily dancing it's like it's like being angry on a jet ski like how are you gonna how are you gonna be angry on a fucking jet ski anyway um oh my god so then he starts like jumping up and down like you know throwing his hands in the air and shit and he's doing it like right in front of me and he starts like slowly like jumping backwards so he's like backing into me and jumping Oh my god. And I'm like, okay, he's just doing some annoying, you know, whatever. And so then I walk to the other side of the dance floor and he fucking follows me and he continues to jump in front of me and slightly jump backward, pushing me back. And so I finally say, get off of me, fucker. And he instantly turns around, grabs me by the throat with one hand and with the other hand, throws a haymaker and just grazes my jaw it wasn't a direct hit he grazed it okay okay but it it definitely did make contact but like it because if if it was a direct hit and you took it i'd be like man you know i mean i still i still i still took his fucking him choking me and uh grazing my face and and i i think i've already mentioned this on the podcast i have never been in a fight before in my life Uh uh-huh and I never knew, like, how would I act in a, if something like what happened last night happened? I was like, how would I act? Would I lock up with fear or what would I do? And I'm very happy to say that I was so fucking pissed off uh, yeah. when he uh, threw that punch and when he had put his uh, hand around my throat. I wanted to fucking annihilate this guy. Yeah. I was so fucking I mad. I would too. Like, who I'd the be, fuck I'd be do you th- Yeah, who the fuck do you think you are putting your fucking hands on me? Now it's time that I pu- now it's time for me to put my hands on you, bitch. But of course, yeah. like what always fucking happens, uh, everyone saw it happen, and the security guards grab him. They make him yeah. go to the bar. They make him pay his tab, and they make him leave. And um, well, that was honestly, you know, for the better, if you think about it, just no, to make it was. It so the situation doesn't escalate even farther out of control. But uh, it's nice to hear that you weren't no bitch. Right. <laughs> I, I was glad to uh, see that uh, that side of myself because I didn't know. I honestly I had no idea. I was like, I, I, I assumed that I wouldn't bitch out, but I wasn't sure. And yeah. now I know yeah. at least if someone like hits me first, then then I'm pissed, you know, like and I, I don't think there'll ever be a situation where I'm going to hit first. But if someone hits no, me first, I don't think that's going to happen with me either. Uh, and I know even if I I would hope the situation would get resolved by somebody else that's bigger and stronger than me. <laughs> Because otherwise, I'd probably get my ass kicked if I tried to get into a fight. But um, yeah, I, I, I would be right with you. I'd be furious. That's that's uncalled for. I would have been upset right at, right when he started to do that jumping up and down and bumping into me. Yeah, shit. well, that's that why I told him. I, that's what I said. I yeah. said, "Get off me, fucker!" You exactly. Know? Yeah, I'd be like, "Get the fuck away from me!" Yeah, and and like. It's like what? What did he think I was like? Like what was he trying to do by doing that? Maybe he thought like he would annoy the hell out of you enough that he would leave. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, dude, I'm not some bitch ass like Riverside kid, you know? Like usually, like kind of the. I, I wouldn't say it's the stigma, but it's it's kind of the uh-huh. you know most people in yeah. Riverside they're you know it, they're kind of on the pussier side, and, yeah. and, and you know, even after the guy left. 
um, I was in there and, and it would, and the people who were like, you know, like my acquaintances, I wouldn't call them friends. My acquaintances are like, Oh, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just sitting there like staring at this guy. I'm like, man, I want to go fuck that guy up. And, and the, staring daggers at him. Yeah, I w- <laughs> fucking was like, as he was at the bar, you're staring at me. And I was just steadily like locking eyes at him. Like, man, I do, do I charge this guy? I was like, no security's going to like, you know, intercede if I try to do that. And so they walk him out, and I was like, "Well, my vibe here has officially been killed. I think I'm going to leave." And, yeah, and then like, the, why would you want to stay? You'd just be like, "Oh fuck, man! Yeah, like, I, I, this yeah. isn't fun anymore." No, like this is a weird vibe now in this room, yeah. and um, you know, they're playing this lame ass fucking music, and then all these like people started twerking, like like fucking like just nasty twerking and they were not attractive people let's just say that and um i'm like this room sucks in general like i just (laughs) even if that didn't just happen i i would never go to a place like this so i go to walk out and they're like well he the guy might be at rain dogs because i was just gonna go back to the place i was already at before i left and i was like so Mm -hmm. If he's at Rain Dogs and he still wants to fight, I'll fucking give him a round two. Like I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll give him my response at Rain Dogs. It's like God, you guys are such pussies. Like, oh no, you got to stay. Like if he, he gets yeah, stay away from like, Rain if Dogs. If he's there, I'll rain fire upon his ass. I'll fucking rain down punches on his. Yeah, like I was head. still I was still fucking pissed yeah. off, you know. And 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 um, by the time like I actually did leave the the bar, the guy was just like I walk out and the guy's just like sitting there, like asking people for i think money or something like as they're walking by and he just looked fucking pathetic and i'm like man whatever i just i just walked right by him he didn't even look at me um i i I don't know i just felt like at that point like fighting someone in the street it's like you know just just walk away you didn't bitch out you took the you took your lump you know, you stood up for yourself, and um, yeah. So that was an interesting uh, that was an interesting experience. The unfortunate thing is, he grabbed me by my neck, and I've already had a fucking sore throat recently. So that definitely didn't help my, how my sore throat's feeling today. Um, for sure, for I'm sure, very sore. I think. Um, I, I speaking of sore throats, like I had been dealing with uh, a, an itch in my throat and a bunch of other stuff, and then somebody online a friend of mine recommended uh some vitamin c pills and i bought some and i've been taking them and it it has made like an enormous difference it's helped me a lot too in terms of my voice and 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 uh uh my throat in terms of like not dying on me so early because uh i had been having issues like that where i i would like talk for an hour and then my voice would just fade out and just you know just completely die on me weird so yeah it was weird stuff but uh, apparently i didn't have enough vitamin c in my system so you suck you jackass <laughs> what the guy from happy gilmore <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know why jackass <laughs> of course you got that reference uh, yeah so yeah um I don't think anything else that can be said in our personal lives will top my no. my story. So no, not at all. We might as well move on uh, to um, uh, the the soup du jour of the yes. podcast. Which we've got a special today. I'm a, I mean, is it just me or do you feel like you're kind of cheating on a, on your wife right now with like uh, 
almost like a rival show that was around during I, the same time. I, I don't necessarily feel that way because Unsolved Mysteries, it was more of a variety. You know, it had unexplained and other ghost stories and UFOs and the lost love stuff. And th- it was a little bit more of a grab bag than uh, America's Most Wanted. Which is uh, the the show that we're going to be covering in uh, today's podcast. Specifically, the first episode of the new America's Most Wanted. Now, Mike, what was your opinion overall of uh, the new show? I thought it was okay. Um, I have a lot of fond memories of watching the original AMW with my dad uh, when I was a kid. When I would stay over at his place on the weekends, we'd watch Cops and then America's Most Wanted and then Mad TV. So it was so all three of those shows, I definitely have some nostalgic feelings for them. And uh, I will say this, I think Unsolved Mysteries holds up better because it has better production values in terms of the reenactments. And uh, like I said, it has more of a variety a lot of ways unsolved mysteries is I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's a lot like an anthology show and I love anthologies. So unsolved mysteries, uh, taps into that vein. Uh, America's most wanted taps into more of the news kind of stuff, but it really is a kind of a lot like a news show where it's like, Hey, here's this guy. He's a criminal. He did this. He's on the run. Here's information uh, to help his capture. Um, but the biggest selling point for AMW, the original, was the host, John Walsh. John Walsh, uh, he's a man who has a direct connection with uh, these kind of cases because his son was kidnapped. And so he dealt with the same pain and the same loss. And so in a lot of ways his involvement with the show was personal and that came across on the screen where Robert Stack, wonderful host, but doesn't have the necessarily the same connection. And so when you have that connection, it makes things um, not necessarily better, but uh, different enough that it feels like it's, it's uh, not the same kind of thing uh, entirely. And I just, I just loved how matter of fact and, uh, unafraid John Walsh was of being loud, outspoken, and kind of a badass, really. Like, when he would be talking about these criminals, like, he would speak about them with genuine disdain, and he was not being professional, and, and he, w- he was saying things like, you know, we're going to catch this scumbag. You know, <laughs> like, it was, a re- it was really, it, it was really refreshing. So, uh, and this new show is missing that element because uh, Elizabeth Vargas, she's worked in uh, the news industry for many, many years and she's very professional and I could tell that she has a lot of passion for this job and she wasn't as bad as I initially thought she was going to be. I actually thought she did a pretty good job, but it's not the same as John Walsh. It doesn't, it's not that same kind of impact. And uh, I, d- I just missed that guy. He was gruff and took absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think of the right word. Like he didn't play around with kids' gloves. 
He he took no prisoners. You know, if he could get away with swearing on the show and and dropping f bombs, he probably would. You know, that kind of you know the that kind of uh, person and that kind of personality. So um, that's definitely not the case here. But I think that this is a good thing. I think it's a good thing that we have America's Most Wanted back on television to provide uh, another avenue, another outlet, another uh, way to make people aware of these criminals that have been on the run for so long. Yeah. All right. So my take on it was like, I didn't have the nostalgic because I know you have more of a nostalgic connection with that show than I do. Uh, I did watch some episodes growing up, but to me, the difference between Unsolved Mysteries and those other shows is like Unsolved Mysteries was like a theatrical production. And that's what what, what really won me over. Robert Stack's voice, the music, the fog, Mm -hmm. the purple lights, you know, the whatever. Like it was this, it's the atmosphere. Um, I kind of lumped American America's Most Wanted in with like world's craziest police chases and cops and like all those shows were like the same to me. Um, and so AMW didn't really stick out um, uh-huh. like Unsolved Mysteries did. So with that being said, going into this new one, I got to say uh, they they revised this series a hell of a lot better than they yes, re- revised yes. Unsolved Mysteries. I, I actually, I agree. I, I mean, ultimately, I still feel it's okay because I, I feel like I need to see more. Like, it's only the first episode. But uh, I, I do feel that if I were to pick something to watch, I would probably rather watch more of this new AMW than more of the new Unsolved oh, Mysteries. Oh, I, there's no contest. There's no fucking contest. No. I would much rather watch uh, this. The uh, few thing I, observations. It gave me some of the same vibes with the reenactments that Unsolved Mysteries did. Dude, the uh, reenactments did. were great. It, yeah. it, it showed you that you can still do reenactments in modern times. And they and didn't it, have any dialogue either, so you can still do reenactments without dialogue. I mean, and even still if they, be like they just good. Yeah. And, and man, did it help the story so much more? Yes. Like having that reenactment just really brings it to life. Like uh, in like a full fledged, you know, reenactment, not this weird uh, camera at, at dick level yeah. uh, all the time <laughs> for whatever weird reason. Um, and just random bits of B-roll footage. Of like a bridge. Yeah, or like a you know, basketball yeah. hoop, you know, like, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Man, that show's gotten so, I'm just remembering some of the cases off of season two and they were just so fucking <laughs> awful. Um, yeah. And then another thing, like starting out, and, and, and you know, Unsolved Mysteries did this too uh, with the uh, little silhouette of Robert Stack at the end of every uh, intro. Um, yeah. they, they actually uh, acknowledge um john walsh in the first episode and yes, they, they, they acknowledge the risk the rich history of the show and how the host is honored to be yeah f- i love that yeah. i loved seeing elizabeth uh speak uh very kindly about john and, and the show and <clears throat> being very appreciative of of being the new host yeah like i thought that was really cool that they acknowledged that i feel like unsolved mysteries has in the past, especially with the Freen episodes, they've stayed away. It's like they, they it's almost like they want to forget the past stuff, like especially with the Freena stuff, because they scrubbed everything and and still kept the same. You know, everyone knows what the Freen episodes are, but you know, they scrub all the 
They even scrubbed the theme. Yeah, it was the most <laughs> generic, stupid fucking theme in the world. And then even the new uh, one... I will say that about the new AMW, the theme for this new show is pretty generic compared to the original. Yeah, I was about I, to say. I, I, I feel I the original theme is a lot better. I wish they did a remix of the old theme for this new show. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it's like, yeah, I couldn't even tell you what the music sounded like because I don't, I don't remember. But... um. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was a good show, and we're going to be covering. Uh, I guess the cases on there. There was three cases. One of the cases is pretty short, but then the other two have a good amount. Before of, we uh, cover the cases, though, I want to talk about some weird and honestly kind of hilarious things about this new show. Oh, I know what you're going to uh, bring the up. The Avatar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you have a bit where Elizabeth Vargas at the beginning of this episode is. Uh, Filling you in on uh, the fact that the new America's Most Wanted has the latest in technology that didn't exist 30 years ago when AMW first aired. And they roll out th- this new tech, which is these avatars. And it looks like something you see in Second Life. It's very awkward and weird to see some Uncanny Valley CGI renditions of uh the criminals just pop up on the screen next to elizabeth vargas and i just really don't know what the point is you could get do all of that with a photo with a a description uh, on the screen you don't need to have an avatar i i i don't think this 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 uh, new thing is going to last that long i think a lot of people are going to be like this i don't really care and it probably costs a lot of money. So that's another reason why I, I think the Avatar's days are, pr- are going to be pretty numbered on this new America's Most Wanted. I don't know. Um, it, I'm, I've got like mixed feelings about it. I, I will say that um, like when you see a screenshot of it, it looks fucking laughably hilarious. but when you but when you're watching it in the context of the show it's really not that like goofy it's more goofy when you Eh, see like a screenshot of it i i I still thought it was pretty goofy that's Um, why i took a screenshot it's just it's just this really weird uh uncanny valley thing i don't even think it's just i don't even think it's uncanny valley i mean it just it literally looks like a uh like a npc from like uh xbox 360 generation well i mean a lot of uh, uh, NPCs have this uncanny valley kind of look. That's that's how it is a lot of modern CG of people. Um, I'd be okay with it better if it was like, okay, we cut to uh, uh, another shot, which is like a, uh, a 360 degree rotation or something of the 3D model. Well, like for Instead instance, when they're talking about um, you know, Mr. Amish lawn, lawn gnome guy, um, and they show his thumb, you know, on the 3D model. Well, yeah. like, that, that's very helpful. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, th- there's a way to, to handle it that would be less jarring. You're just angry because you you don't have a, 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 an avatar up there. Of no, you. I don't care. Come on. You don't want an avatar up there. If you have an avatar up there, you're wanted <laughs> by the FBI. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that, that would probably be uh, problematic. <sighs> So uh, the first case uh, that was covered on the new America's Most Wanted is one that was actually covered on the original America's Most Wanted. And this is the case of Glenn Stewart Godwin, one of the very few people that has actually uh, 
been able to escape from Folsom Prison. And I think there was another person that was covered in Unsolved Mysteries that escaped from Folsom, or it might be some other prison. Because this his whole escape and everything reminds me of this other guy who escaped from a maximum security prison. It all starts to bleed together. Yeah, it does. So, uh, Glenn Stewart Godwin, uh, he's an American fugitive and a convicted murderer who was added to the FBI's top most wanted fugitives list on December 7th of 1996, nine years after he escaped from Folsom State Prison in Folsom, California, where he was serving a 26 years to life sentence. He replaced O'Neill Vassal on the list. Apparently that guy must have been caught if he was replaced. In 1980, Godwin was living in Palm Springs, California, working as a self-employed tool salesman, a mechanic, and a construction worker. Oh, so he was a multifaceted guy with no discernible criminal history. It's always crazy when that happens, where somebody is just self-employed, doing construction work, and then all of a sudden, you know what, I think I'm going to be a criminal. I think I'm going to start uh, running drugs. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, it's another thing I wanted to point out about uh, this episode is I don't know if it was like either the writers or the host herself, but someone wanted to fuck this guy because the the amount of times that it is yeah, brought up how he's good looking, how yeah. good looking he is, and how attractive he is, and even when they put the avatar, uh, the host uh, has this other lady who's some professional of some kind, and the host is just like, yeah, and so as you can see, he's he's an attractive man, and blah blah blah, and it's, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. just like, man, do you want to fuck the hologram? like what the <laughs> fuck like uh they just kept going on about it and so it's just like oh okay i even sent you some line uh that that just uh-huh. jumped out at me it's it, uh yeah. she said well i'm trying to see if i can pull up on that i sent you um uh-huh. because they're they're talking about this guy and it's like okay he might be a good looking guy but he fucking like killed people oh right here a charming, handsome, convicted killer. Like, what kind of line <laughs> yeah. is that? He killed people. He's not charming. Or maybe he could be, but, like, I just feel like yeah. that's a inappropriate time. To- he gives off Rob Lowe asshole uh, character vibes. You know, when Rob Lowe is playing an asshole character in a movie, like Wayne's World. So he gives off that kind of vibe to me. Yeah. The yuppie, like, yeah. tight ass. So uh, he decided to start a life of crime uh, with his roommate, Frank Soto Jr. They planned to drop, uh, planned to rob. I don't know what drop is. Apparently my, my, uh, <laughs> my uh, vocal faculties are failing me. Uh, he planned to rob a drug dealer and pilot, Kim Robert Lavalley, who was once a friend of theirs. Godwin and Soto lured uh, Lavalley back to their condominium where Soto held him. And Godwin punched and kicked him, tried to strangle him, and ultimately stabbed him 36 times with his butcher knife. After the murder, Godwin and Soto loaded the body into a truck and set off for the desert. Godwin tried to blow up the evidence by using a homemade explosive strapped to the body. The explosion was intended to disguise the murder of the valley. Uh, but apparently they fucked up, and I think they left behind evidence that like directly tied them to the crime. I think there was, like, the license plate or something. Yeah, yeah, they just left the license plate behind. (laughs) Yeah, what a smart (laughs) guy. That was smart. Um, The reenactment, they they try their best on a low budget to recreate the 80s. So they have, like, the 
the guys in the reenactment who are playing the criminal ca- characters they have them like dressing in 80s clothes but the one thing that really cracks me up is they have this generic 80s instrumental music that they actually play in one scene where Godwin after he stabs the guy he's just sitting back and relaxing in a, in a, on the couch and he's turning on the receiver and listening to some generic 80s instrumental music yeah I don't remember any of that yeah so, uh, on uh, August 3rd, 1980, some Eagle Mountain residents found uh, the pickup truck with the remains of uh, a human body inside. Later, police identified the body and charged Godwin with first-degree murder. Although Soto testified against Godwin, Soto was sentenced to 25 years to life. Godwin, uh, Godwin was then sentenced for the murder and robbery uh, to uh, 26 years to life in 1983. In 1987, Godwin attempted to escape during his incarceration uh, at a vocational institute, apparently in California, and that's why he was moved to Folsom State Prison, a maximum security prison, uh, one that's infamous for barely anybody ever escaping from the prison. Authorities believe that Godwin's wife, Shelley Rose Godwin, and his former cellmate in uh, Duell, Lorenz Karlick, helped to plan his escape. So what happened was, this is actually really ingenious. Uh, Godwin, like a lot of these other criminals who wind up escaping, got in the good graces of the prison, got a job working for the prison around uh, the property, uh, gained their trust, and uh, he saw a map of the entire prison. And he's looking at it, and he's like, oh, it looks like I might be able to escape uh, through the storm drain. So he then had his friend Carlick break into the storm drain from the outside, which apparently was just in the open. There was a, a very little foliage that was covering it up, but enough that somebody could go up to the entrance to the storm drain and cut it and break in without anybody really seeing anything. Uh, that must have been like a good, good ass a uh, friend of his because uh yeah. you know that dude gets out of jail and he's already like you know tampering with like the jail like the locks and everything exactly so his friend can break out it's like that's uh that's a pretty big fucking favor like because if he got caught you know his ass would have went yeah right, but it might right have back. been one of those things where in that prison where Carlock was maybe godwin <laughs> did did him a favor and it was one of those things where, oh, I need to pay you back. He he used lube. <laughs> that was the favor. Uh, so anyway, Karlick, uh gets a hacksaw and uh, a bunch of other stuff. And uh, on June 1987, uh, I, I think Karlick, uh cut a hole through the fence and escaped uh, into a storm drain. Uh, that emptied uh, into the American River. Uh, Godwin dropped through a manhole and then crawled 750 feet through the pitch black drain because Carlick broke into the drain from the outside, got to the point where he could cut the lock that was uh, preventing people from getting into the storm drain from uh, the prison yard. And I love how Godwin just takes advantage of this new uh, guard 
where he's just like, oh yeah, I, I work uh, uh, over there. And then the new guard's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I thought they were going to play it up like he was going to try to flirt with her or something be like, hey, yeah. uh, hey what's up there, baby? Like, because, you know, he's so attractive and all. I thought that was the yeah. angle they were going to work. That would be funny if uh, we have an avatar later that looks, you know, more similar to, like, Beavis or Butthead, and then they, like, cast somebody who looks like that <laughs> in the reenactments. That, that would be pretty hilarious. Um, but anyway, uh, you have the escape, so he gets into that uh, particular part of the prison. The locks cut open. He just, in broad daylight, lifts up the grate and just jumps down into the storm drain, crawls 750 feet, and uh, gets out of the storm drain uh, where it ends. There's a raft that was left for him by Karlik, and then he floats down the river. And uh, apparently he followed painted arrows on rocks that directed him where to go. What the Something fuck? Something that was not, was not mentioned in the reenactment. Jeez, talk about, like, like uh, just luxury service. I mean... Yeah. Wh- like, th- 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 is that some kind of, like, fucking company that you hire? Like, we will help you escape in luxury. Like, we will paint <laughs> arrows on the rocks you need to know to uh, get to the yeah. right area. Like, fuck. I like the interviews with the uh, prison guards... Who and the detectives and stuff who were working uh, at the facility? They're interviewed and they're talking about like this is the only time I remember ever hearing that alarm go off. Uh huh. Of somebody has escaped. So he escapes, meets up with his wife, and then drives off. Uh, Carlick was arrested in Hesperia, California, and. Uh, that's interesting because I believe my dad has some relatives that live in his that lived in Hesperia, California. But so he was arrested in Hesperia and then convicted for aiding Godwin's escape in January of 1988. Shelley was classified as a federal fugitive for her role in her husband's escape. She was then captured by the FBI in Dallas, Texas on February 7th of 1990. Godwin then fled to Mexico where he unsuccessfully participated in illegal drug trade. Uh, I guess he was a uh, total uh, noob at uh, doing uh, Mexican uh, drug trading and was captured really quickly. He was arrested in Puerto Vallarta, later convicted for drug trafficking in Guadalajara, Mexico, and then sentenced to seven years and six months in the Puente Grande prison in 1991. While American authorities were working on Godwin's extradition proceedings, he then killed a member of the Mexican drug cartel in prison. The murder, the new murder allegation delayed his extradition, uh, which gave Godwin more time to execute another escape, which occurred in September of 1991. They believe authorities that he escaped because he did a favor for the cartel. Now, my question is, when I saw that, it's like, why would the Mexican drug cartel trust a gringo? Yeah. You know, because like that's... But maybe they view him as expendable. It's easy to get the gringo in in prison to do something so we can escape. Um, I just thought that was weird, because I figured there would be a distrust of uh, gringos, especially by the drug cartel. 
Maybe. But maybe they just look at it, hey, it's a guy who wants to escape. He's escaped before. Hey, kill this guy. We'll let you escape. Uh, he was reportedly seen once in California in 1997, but he managed to elude the FBI, which had placed him on the most wanted list of fugitives the year before. Godwin is currently believed to be involved in the illicit drug trade somewhere in Latin America, having possibly used such uh, aliases as Dennis Harold McWilliams, Nigel Lopez, and Miguel Carrera. He is considered to be armed and extremely dangerous and an obvious flight risk. The FBI is offering a reward of up to $100,000 for information leading to Godwin's capture. Now, when they show the Avatar, they age it, so they show what he might look like today. I think they were a little generous with that aging. Like He, yeah. he looked fucking amazing for 63. Yeah. Like, but good they Lord. were saying that because maybe uh, due to his genes and the fact that he's such a narcissist, he would be in good shape. He would make sure that he would be taking care of his body yeah. because he's such a narcissistic person. Narcissistic. I love how they flow. mentioned like, would he get uh, plastic surgery? They're like, maybe, pro- probably not, maybe a little bit, but because of how narcissistic he is, he probably will won't want to do too much. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's Glenn Stewart Godwin. I hope uh, they catch that scumbag. He's been on the lam for 30 fucking years. Yeah. 30 years of freedom. Is he alive? That's another thing. Like, is he still alive? He's been on the lam for 30 years. But apparently it seems like the FBI has been tracking him and tracking tips. And they have uh, this idea that he might be in Miami. Because Miami is this really dense population and you can blend in, apparently really easily i wonder if like after a while those people who have been on the run for so long i wonder if they just start feeling like oh it's just a technicality that i'm technically on the run like i you know i'm pretty much a free person like that's just you know whatever and and they i i I bet that you'd have to have that mentality or else you'd drive yourself crazy every day being like you just don't fucking care or you think at that point, since you've eluded the law for that long, you just get cocky and you're just like, it doesn't matter. You know, you I'm, definitely I'm, have to secure I'm better than they you are. have to secure a new identity. And oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know. There's just so much shit you couldn't do. And I don't I mean, I guess it, I guess it beats being in if jail. You get involved in, if you get involved in the illegal drug trade in Miami, like you could just take a new identity and be doing drug smuggling and making a shit ton of money living in some penthouse somewhere, you know? Yeah. I don't know. A uh, good thing I'll never find out. Um, all right, so now we're moving on to the the uh, garden gnome looking motherfucker yes. named Eugene Palmer. Eugene Palmer, God, he just he he looks like he wants to make America great again. Like just just old, angry looking white man. And I, I want to say the casting for this new America's Most Wanted on point for the reenactments. Yes. Like, there's none of these casting choices where you're like, ah, that doesn't really look that much like that guy. Not at all. Like, they have nailed it so far. Yeah, so this dude, I mean, I'm just looking at a picture of him right now. I mean, he just looks like the just most typical get off my get off my land, get get out of my He's yard. He's an angry lawn gnome. He's an angry lawn yeah. gnome. Yeah, for real. So, um... 
Eugene Palmer is accused of murdering his daughter-in-law, Tammy Palmer, age 39, on September 24th, 2012, after her marriage to his son began to crumble. What kind of fucking scumbag and piece of shit person do you have to be to decide murder is okay when your piece of shit son is abusive and is being a serious problem to his wife? Like, what kind of fucking person are you? Like, oh, it's not my son that's the problem. It's that fucking bitch wife who I need to shoot in the back with a fucking shotgun. I don't know. Why don't I go ask that dude with the hole in his throat who, like, fucking tried to punch me for no reason uh, for uh, talking to someone who wasn't even his girlfriend? I'm sure he would understand something like this. (laughs) Maybe they got uh, uh, similar genes. Angry white guy jeans. Both Tammy and Eugene lived on the same parcel of land in Stony Point, located in New York's Rockland County. While Tammy and Eugene's son, John, shared two children, they were no happy family. According to the Haverstraw Police Department and the FBI, Eugene Palmer developed a strained relationship with Tammy Palmer as her marriage to Eugene's son deteriorated, the FBI noted. Before her slaying, Tammy had obtained an order of protection against her husband, a move that supposedly enraged Eugene, according to America's Most Wanted, which relaunched Monday. Tammy had just walked her children to school to the uh, the school bus stop when her father-in-law, who'd been hiding in the woods with a shotgun, allegedly ambushed her, according to authorities. As she walked back toward her home, Eugene, quote, allegedly shot at her from a distance, striking her arm and then missing her with a second shot. The third fatal shot was delivered at close range to the victim's chest, the FBI said. What a fucking piece of goddamn dog shit. Eugene, who would now be 81, was last seen entering New York's Harriman State Park, a wooded 45,000-acre state park that borders the family property after the shooting. His truck was found at the park abandoned. While dogs followed his scent to a campground in the woods, they lost his scent at another roadway in the park, according to FBI. Before he vanished, he allegedly went to his sister's nearby home, confessed to the murder, and explained that he had left money behind to pay his taxes. Local outlet, uh, lowhud.com, reported um, in 2019. Palmer's immediate family members believe he died after wandering into the woods, explaining he required medication for a number of health conditions, including diabetes and heart disease, but investigators have never found any remains. I mean, I think that's a viable theory. Uh, even though they haven't found any remains, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Uh, especially when it comes to this guy's advanced age. Yeah, and I mean, he was like overweight considerably. I mean, he wasn't yeah. like, you know, he wasn't like a healthy 81-year-old. He was, you know, and obviously... If Would you, you have, say he has a neck beard? Is that is that what that is? Or well, It's like a chin strap. It's a chin strap. Yeah. It's, an ag- it's a rather aggressive chin strap, yeah, that's for sure. Very aggressive. <laughs> Eugene was added to the FBI's top 10 fugitive list list in 2019, and a reward of up to $100,000 was offered to anyone who could help with his capture. John Farrakane, the showrunner for America's Most Wanted, told Oxygen.com on Tuesday that the list is, quote, a notorious collection of some of the worst offenders out there. He added in that in the reboot, producers wanted to feature one of the FBI's highest priority cases. Um, Is there anything else in here that's of relevance? If, if we thought he was dead, we wouldn't have put him on the TMW list, and we don't have any information to suggest he may be dead, FBI spokes 
woman Amy Thorson explained. Um, Harvard Straw Police Detective Michael Kruger told the FBI that year that locating Eugene has been a priority for the department. I want to bring the family closure. It hit me hard that we couldn't capture him before Tammy's mother passed. He said it's unfinished for us. Um, So the next part you don't have to mention because it just talks about the Avatar. Okay. Um, But I will say this. Another cool uh, uh, aspect of the Avatar, what they showed is uh, when what he would look like without his beard. And I was like, here's what he looks like with his beard. But here's what he would look like without it. And if and they're like they had they made sure to mention like look how different he looks yeah like, he, yeah no shit he looked like a fucking I mean he with the beard he looks like an angry lawn gnome without the beard he looks like an angry ball sack <laughs> um now one last thing I want to mention about this case is uh, I'm an avid uh, movie nut as you all know I'm a huge collector of Blu-rays and DVDs and all kinds of stuff and so I immediately noted uh, and noticed the moment when uh, Tammy's sister she was interviewed and she's in a room that has a bunch of collector's edition arrow video box sets in the background so i mentioned that in a collector's group that i'm a part of on facebook and uh the sister's son actually commented and it's like that's my mom and then he gave a little info about why they shot in that room it's his room he had to remove some uh masks i don't know exactly which ones they were i'm just imagining it being like leatherface and jason and, well, and they could Michael be Myers. they could be like BDSM bondage like sexual bondage masks. <laughs> hey, if you into that shit, uh, uh, you know everybody has their fetish as long as you're not hurting anybody. Wow, it Mike, bother me. Sounds like you're into it too. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's just one of those things where if they're not hurting anyone, I mean, it's a little kinky. <laughs> Never knew that about but, you. But anyway. Uh, he mentioned how he had to remove some memorabilia and some stuff out of there because the producers thought it was inappropriate. So uh, I thought that was kind of funny. And uh, I mentioned how I wanted to see uh, justice. I wanted to see uh, the garden gnome looking motherfucker uh, brought to jail. And he appreciated uh, all of that. And uh, I really do hope that uh, he is brought to justice. Whether we find out for sure that he's dead or or he gets caught and spends the rest of whatever few days or years he has left on this earth rotting in jail. Yeah, I mean, I think he's dead. I do, too. I mean, but, you know, the, the this is like the thing is like, was it worth it, man? Was it worth it to cause, like because he knew he was going to have to like go on the lamb after he yeah. killed this lady because he he it was premeditated because he gave his sister money to pay his fucking taxes and so he knew he was gonna have to go on the lamb and he didn't even like make any preparations to like bring medicine or anything like that so it's like you know was it it's it's almost like he was going to kill himself anyway and he thought might as well take out this annoying problem while while I'm at it cuz it's like I don't think he I don't think I don't I don't think he left expecting to survive, you know. Maybe maybe he killed her and then went and killed himself somewhere. I don't know. 
Or maybe he did have a plan with medications that his relatives didn't know anything about. Because they said he already had experience of living on the lamb. So maybe he might have had something in a woods somewhere. You know, a nice stock uh, pile of meds. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I kind of doubt it, but who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand your thought process. I mean, I, I think the most likely scenario is that he's dead because of how old he is uh, and his health issues. But if he isn't and he's still out there, catch the son of a bitch. Yeah. Get him. Um. One thing I want to mention about this new show is this crime watch thing where they show uh, little bits of footage of door cam uh, recording, CCTV, security cameras, and they let you know about the situation. And one of them was really, I, I just cannot believe because uh, they mentioned Lady Gaga and oh, her, yeah, the dog, uh, dog, the, the dog nappers. Yeah. yeah. So apparently in California, there's a bunch of people who are going around and kidnapping, dog napping dogs, uh, French bulldogs to be exact, because apparently French bulldogs are expensive, like really uh, high priced uh, puppies, like up to ten thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. Like, I mean, when I heard that, I was like, what? And they're not even like that good looking of a dog, in my opinion. No, kind of ugly, but. You know, what happens with that kind of thing is they are assigned a certain value and that value remains uh, the standard for uh, as long as the demand is there. And with dogs in particular, there's a lot of that, especially when it comes to like the celebrities and the people who have a lot of money. Uh, It's a status thing. I got to get the French bulldog because so-and-so has the French bulldog and uh, but it's really messed up like there's people who are showing up for uh, at people's houses who have uh, puppies and just stealing the puppies and shoving the I thought it was fucked up like 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 the guy like like throws a puppy on the ground and it like rolls and then he picks it back up again and it's like what the fuck like yeah motherfucker man and then the other ones are like assault like this this woman was just walking her dog at night and she gets assaulted really brutally beat up too like they show photos of her and she got wrecked and then they steal her dog and then you have uh, lady gaga's uh dog watcher or dog walker he gets shot yeah <laughs> And he 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 recovered or he is in the process of recovering or whatever. Yeah. But Jesus, they play the audio and everything. He's like, "Oh my God, please stop, <laughs> stop it, Just leave me alone, my God, don't shoot me." Which is honestly, I would probably be saying the exact same things in the exact same way if that happened. <laughs> yeah, and um, they mentioned a robbery. Uh, it was at a convenience store with these three women. They there was one that they mentioned that was actually pretty scary, of uh, a, a vehicle theft. It was a car theft, and it was happening at night, like right in the front porch, you know, right in the driveway. And the two uh, two of the girls who were living there, they see that the car is getting stolen, and then run out there, and they're like, "What the hell?" And then then you find out that they got guns, 
and then they run screaming into the house and then you actually see the guy with his mask off and you see his face and he's got a gun very brazen very brazen to do something like that like oh i'm just gonna rob uh this car and then on top of that i'm, I'm gonna make sure that the camera sees my face in a fucking car wash that one too that well that was a different one but that one was fucked up too like this old lady she was like in her 60s or 70s and this fucking guy comes into the car wash like while like just, while like I, I guess it had either yeah. just it was like it just finished or something but he like walks into one of those gas station car washes yeah. and like is yanking this old lady out of her fucking yeah. car like a yeah, rag she's, doll. She's, she's holding on for dear life and then he pulls her out and then gets in her SUV and drives off. Yeah, like, like what it's like, a fucking, like, like fucking prick. Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> like the, like real life Grand Theft Auto going on over here. This is like dump the bitch, you know. <laughs> Apparently yeah. he's a transient. Yeah. They said he was a transient. I'm like, oh yeah, probably trying to get some money, bring the uh, vehicle up to some place to a chop shop and get some money for drugs, or just drive it till the wheels fall off and it runs out of gas to get wherever the hell he wants to get. And then when it runs out of gas, that that is now where he lives because that uh, van has now become his home. Yep. But poor that poor lady, like that's that's awful. You hate to see it, Mike. You hate to see yeah, absolutely. it. Absolutely. You definitely do. And they even say that. Like, I think they said something like that uh, on, on America's Most Wanted. Like, this is just despicable. Like, you hate to see this mm-hmm. kind of thing. And uh, speaking of transients, I just, this is a tangent, but it ties into crime. Uh, at least uh, probably potential crime. There is this uh, guy on TikTok who is off his rocker, who calls himself Tree, who has started this commune and he's doing these TikTok videos trying to get TikTokers to come to his commune. And this guy is, he's a cult leader. So he's making these TikToks saying things like, we're not a cult. And then he'll like interview people from his commune and ask them, are we a cult? And then you'd have people reply like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> like nobody is saying like directly. No. It's like they have to pause for a second and be like, "No, man." You'd, you'd think he would have had a little like cult huddle, <laughs> you know, before people were interviewed and be like, "Hey, by the way, anyone starts asking questions about this being a cult, what do you say?" Uh, I don't think so. No, stupid. You don't pause. <laughs> You say absolutely not. We're a happy fucking family. Now get off my property. But but so, no. Uh, he he actually he uh, he doesn't have an accent. He he really sounds like a just like your typical millennial vlogger or whatever. But he's he's completely nuts. There's videos on his YouTube channel where he is just disturbingly crazy, and uh, I, I'm really afraid that that commune. There's a lot of uh, shit that's going to happen and go down when it comes to criminal activity. I mean, he already did a TikTok in a live stream where he was talking about how a cat got onto the property and killed a chicken. And he thought that it was okay to kill the cat and then eat it. I was like, when somebody kills one of your own, you kill them. 
and then you, you eat it, you're like, oh, <laughs> fucking hell, man. Like, shit. That shit is crazy. I love how, like, TikTok just came out of literally fucking nowhere, like, yeah. a few years ago. They you know, had a lot of money behind them. In Well, TikTok initially, I think, was Musical.ly, wasn't it? And then it became TikTok. Yeah, that, someone was just saying something about that last night, and I had never heard that, and it's funny that you're bringing that up because I never knew anything about that. But I feel like whenever they rebranded as TikTok, they had some strong-ass advertising yeah. muscle yeah. with deep, deep pockets because the I... The TikTok stuff is insane, you know, have people just doing dances and lip syncing, and now they're like millionaires. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> like, how how do you even? Mo- well, you can you monetize because you can go live, and then people can, yeah. I guess, tip you or some shit. I, I actually recently just found that out because I yeah. for the longest time I was like, what's the point? Like, if I, I can't monetize being on this platform, you know, because like I'm not gonna. I I have enough social media as it is. I'm not going to get on another piece of social media unless there's some kind of incentive to do so. But I find it crazy that TikTok is still allowing some videos like that with, you know, these truly off the rocker people um, speaking to audiences and uh, manipulating their minds through TikTok. I love how no matter what, what medium it is, what whatever new technology comes out, crazy people will find a way to like use it to their advantage. Yes, like it's absolutely. It, TikTok started out with a bunch of cringy like teenagers do, dancing in their like pajama shorts, and, and now there's co- a cult called yeah, the Garden. Now, <laughs> now there's cult, and there's like every kind of everything on there. Now they're like, oh, there's a, a TikToker who does motivational speeches. There's a TikToker who, you know, name the most random thing in the world. And um, there's probably uh, those uh, televangelists who take advantage of people and ask for donations and say that they could do outlandish things like heal people through the power of prayer on video who probably are on TikTok. Yeah, meanwhile, I'm over here trying to make entertaining videos that people are going to give a shit about, and we're not getting dick for views on our TikTok. If you want to follow us on TikTok, by the way, we're uh, <laughs> Dancing with Ghosts. Um, all right, we, um, are we covering the last anyway, case? Or are we? Yeah, there's... Uh, well... I, I, we can just briefly mention it. Okay. Uh, the last case that was covered on uh, the first episode on Sol- of I almost said Unsolved Mysteries because I'm so used to saying That's what Unsolved I'm saying. Mysteries. That's why we're cheating. Yeah. So uh, the last case that was covered on America's Most Wanted, the reboot, is a very short one. Uh, a sad instance of a mother named Jennifer Settle who didn't want to settle uh, for the fact that she was going to lose her daughter McKenna in a divorce that was very so she decided to that was really punny mike yeah very punny uh thank you so she decided to uh take her take the daughter mckenna and go on the run and uh her father michael butcher he is uh interviewed here and he's talking about how he misses her and he wants her back and so on and so forth it's a very cut and dry it's a very cut and dry case of somebody who decided, no, uh, I'm not going to agree with the court's uh, decision to award full custody to uh, to my ex-husband, and I'm just going to take the kid. And uh, 
Michael is understandably worried that she's brainwashing McKenna, and that's probably what's going on. The whole thing where, oh, you know, your father's a bad person, and and what's crazy is Jennifer's own relatives are on Michael's side. So now Jennifer's probably doing the thing where she's telling her daughter that her own relatives uh, are also not to be trusted. So it's a lot of the similar sad stuff that occurs when an instance of kidnapping like this happens. We've covered a fair number of those cases on uh, the podcast and uh, a lot of them are really unfortunate and you have ones where people grow up and because they've been in that environment and been exposed to that kind of brainwashing for most of their entire life, they grow up and now they're like, I was never brainwashed and this was all real and which is really unfortunate. Yeah, fuck that bitch. I mean, you know, here the the daughter could be growing up with this dad, uh, with with her dad who has this cool ass British accent, but instead she's stuck with uh, her basic ass American mom. And apparently she doesn't. They had to mention like, oh, uh, she doesn't like to wear makeup, so she's always probably going to be out there, fresh faced, bare faced, and. That makes her probably easier to find, maybe, you know, compared to like a lot of a lot of women, a lot of ladies, you know, they they wear makeup. So I'm probably thinking that probably a larger percentage of of women probably go out there with some sort of makeup than without anything at all. But uh, I I just hope she gets caught and uh, McKenna is brought back to her father hell tammy i I feel like tammy faye baker could have fucking murdered someone back in the 80s and just like washed our makeup (laughs) off and lived her whole life and oh my god unsuspected you know yeah there are some ladies like that where they take they take off the makeup and they're barefaced and you're like what it's like a completely different person i i don't have much else to say about jennifer settle except uh i hope uh she gets caught and brought to justice and uh mckenna's brought home uh to her father. Uh, and I hope it's not one of those situations that drags out any further. Wow. Wish has some really weird shit on here. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok tangent, wish tangent. Dude, the sex toys they have on Wish are like <laughs> fucking insane. Oh my God. Oh wow. Like, I probably wouldn't buy anything from Wish anyway. Dude, you don't know. I, th- I think I'm about to buy a bunch of shit off of here and make like a YouTube video about it. Like, okay, that might be funny. Okay, that the, if you're gonna do that, that might that might be worth it. But like, if you're gonna do it for your own enjoyment or uh, just for your own kind of uh, collecting purposes, like normally they don't. That shit's super cheap and garbage quality. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, Stephanie's gotten some decent stuff off of there before. Not sex stuff. It, it, <laughs> yeah, that's where she goes for her, <laughs> for her uh, uh, pleasure toys, though. Oh, gee, yeah, yeah. This this might that might have been a clue as to when I I kind of like uh, nodded off on that uh, story of the missing <laughs> kid. <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, there wasn't much uh, meat on the bone when it comes to that case. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next episode, though. They had a teaser for the next episode about some woman who uh, I think she killed her boyfriend or husband and then dismembered him and 
chopped him up into pieces. It's weird. It's a weird state of affairs when you say you're looking forward to, uh, you know, this guy who got chopped into pieces. But, uh, you know, live, well, I mean, that's how might. it is a lot of the time with uh, true crime shows. <laughs> Let's be honest yeah. here. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm looking forward to that one. That one looks interesting oh, because it- of how brutal it is, you know? Oh, they oh, they just reunited with his son he hasn't seen for 30 years. I don't want to see that shit. Show me the guy who got his fucking dick stuck to a fucking pickup truck tailpipe. You know, like that's the fucking episode I want to watch. I just kind of pulled that one out of my ass, no pun intended. I want to see the episode where the guy gets dismembered and put into bags. So like it is it is dark. It is twisted. But let's let's have the rea- let's it's that's the reality if you're into true crime. All right, gang, let's move on to the perks of being a Yosh flower. These are <laughs> diaries that I found um, in the annals of my computer. I wrote in on this website called Zanga.com. It was like a online journal thing. It was all the, the, the mm-hmm. rage at the time. Um, oh, by the way, for those of you who, who keep up with the uh, Josh Flower diary, Lisa, the chick who gave me encouragement early on in my entering my uh postings or whatever i'm uh, actually djing her wedding next friday so uh as a as a direct result of me reaching out to her um and telling telling her thank you for being cool good luck yeah so anyway um basically these are this is shit that i wrote as a teenager i have not read these since i wrote them because i didn't go back and read them i'm not that narcissistic um so i'm reading this for the first time in like 15 years so if there's some if i say words like gay or whatever politically incorrect thing um just know that uh, i don't you know i don't feel that way anymore or whatever i'm you know that was me when i was young and dumb so we resume um Tuesday, May 23rd, 2006. So I really need to update. Um, I'm officially dating Nikki now. That's cool. I asked her out last night. And it's weird because she really wanted me to ask her out. Like, she likes me more than I like her. Not saying I don't like her that much. I like her a lot, but she just likes me a lot. But but anyway, um, (laughs) oh yeah, I... Wait, go ahead. How do you feel about that kind of uh, approach, initial approach with a with a woman, you know, where she's like, like, really, 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 really into you? I'm really put off by that. I want I want to, like, chase it and, uh-huh. you know, fight. I like I like the chase and the hunt. I don't like it when it's yeah. when it's too easy. Uh-huh. But anyway, uh, that's just me. Um, yeah, because, I mean, you know, for someone who bitched and moaned so much about not getting any pussy and girls ignoring him in all my, old, like, earlier Zanga entries, it's like, now all of a sudden I'm dating Nikki and I'm just kind of, like, flippant about it. I'm just like, yeah, it's pretty cool, but she likes me more than I like her. That's just yeah. always been the... <laughs> It, basically what it boils down to is like I want the chicks that I want like the the 10 out of 10s or whatever and that's what of I course. that's what I felt I deserved even though I didn't that's what that's what every teenage guy thinks they deserve yeah. is the 10 out of 10 babe and Nikki you know she she was all like she was cute but you know she wasn't quite my type so I was you know I was kind of whatever but anyway, um, it is funny that you're picky, though. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Right. Like, who the fuck am I, dude? I'm. Oh, man. <laughs> Ugh. I, I have a I've been pretty open on here before. Fuck it. Uh, sh- <laughs> so uh, 
So I was like laying down on her bed one time, and uh, uh-huh. I think I don't think her brother listens to this podcast. I was laying laying on her bed one time. Should I tell this story? Uh, I, they, no one knows her last name. I guess whatever. Spill the tea. <laughs> I was laying down on her bed one time, and she was like going down on me, giving me a blowjob, and uh, <laughs> I fucking farted. <laughs> like right by her face, dude. And it wasn't. It was, oh shit! Like, <laughs> oh man. And it, 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 so what's even funnier is like I was fat, and you know, and I don't know where like where this oh rumor God. got started, but there's like this like myth that fat people fart more than like skinny people. Like I guess I guess we just slip them out easier or something. I don't know. <laughs> Cause I remember anytime, like anytime there was a fart situation, everyone always looked at me like I, you know, cause I Goldberg, <laughs> it wasn't me. I think it's a stereotype. It wasn't me. I think it's a stereotype created on TV, honestly. Cause like the fat character is always the dumpy yeah, ones. Like, that are- like the movie, the mighty ducks with the fat kid, you know, who farts. Yeah. Mike, I haven't, he doesn't I haven't fart, seen the mighty ducks him. in like 25 years, man. Yeah. So I, I just I can't I can't call up that reference <laughs> off the top of my head. But, but uh, man, the wow! You know, there's some people that they would be into that shit. Oh um, yeah, I just heard of this guy in the in the Florida music scene. He's in a goth band. I heard from around uh, through the grapevine that he's into people taking uh, women taking shits on him. Damn. Yeah, I didn't know people were actually into that shit. I just thought that was some shit that uh you know the Germans were into. I didn't know that like. That was a, actually like a fetish. That and not all Germans. No, every single German wants to be shot on, Mike. Everybody knows that. Ich mach nur Spaß mit dich. Beruhige dich. They know what I meant. They know what I said just then. Wow. Um, uh, that, that's, that's quite the story. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, it, dude, and God bless her. She didn't even. Was, she didn't even. She didn't do anything. No, it was she didn't, an awkward she, situation. She just, that was just like she just kept going. God bless oh, her. Wow, what a trooper. Because I'm not. If, if I was if I was going down on a chick and they farted, I'd be like, bro. Like, could you have waited? Like, I'm turned off. But you know what can I say? I was so excited, my dick was getting sucked that I just had to like. Especially if they queefed or something. Well, queefing is different. A queef is yeah. just air inside your vagina. Uh, a fart is air that's inside your asshole. So, so yeah. it's a bit different. Um, so anyway, going back to this, um, <laughs> I went up to the mall. How do you transition from? Oh, we can do it, man. Oh fuck. So I went up to the mall last night and I was kind of pouty because Nikki set me up to get a job at Sabaro and made me think I was a shoe in to get it. Like I really thought I'd get it. And it turns out the man and you didn't and the manager dude Muhammad isn't that interested in me. So I was pissed about that. But we go to great raps in the mall and I talk to the guy for maybe 10 minutes and I have a job. I start at fr- I start a uh, Friday at four. That's great. I hope it's not crazy difficult. Dude, my hair is getting long and my facial hair is growing out a lot too. I like it, except the hair. I like having shorter hair. In other news, our that's funny. Yeah, especially compared to now. Yeah, right. Uh, in other news, our band Fatal Future has been writing more songs. I think we finally have hit a creative spurt, if you will, and it's just easy to come up with riffs now. But yeah, we really need a drummer uh, our for our band so we can start playing shows. Whom? Hmm, what? 
else who fucking cares i'm gonna go by so i guess we kicked <laughs> analdus out at some point and it was just me and chris yeah i love you're just like ah who fucking cares nobody reads this anyway bye uh, yeah um, pretty much pretty much my attitude yeah exactly uh very indifferent but anyway, uh, you mentioned the Great Raps place. So is that the place you're talking about uh, earlier and yep. other times? Where, like you worked at the mall? Yep. Yep. That is that is the beginning of my... Well, it wasn't my first job. I actually had like two jobs before that one. Yeah, but it the was, Bacardi thing. And, and uh, I worked at a box factory before Bacardi, believe it or not. Um, a box factory? Just, well, it just was like a... Cardboard pa- boxes? It was a packaging factory. Like they packaged uh, and sealed anything. Oh, okay. Like... Okay, like, have you ever bought a bottle of shampoo and there's a free sample of conditioner yeah. attached to it yeah. with, like, cling wrap? Like, that's mm. what we would put the, we would put those together and then vacuum seal it, or we would put things in... Oh, okay. It was... the Dude, it was the worst job in the world. Like, it sucked. But anyway, um... Yeah, that was my start was working at the mall. Was Great Raps your best job at no, that point? No, no, no. Well, at that point, yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> Outside of Bacardi and the Box Factory, Great Raps was definitely... Which, you're not really in a great place in life when Great Raps at the Orange Park Mall is, like, your, is your best I've job. I've never even heard of Great... It must be like a, a regional thing. Like, it wasn't a uh, chain. It's a chain, but regionally well yeah maybe not regionally it was like it was like fast food meta it was like fast mediterranean it was mediterranean food fast food style so okay. um euros falafel um, anytime somebody puts the word great in their in in their uh name for their company uh that's usually not a good sign <laughs> they're overcompensating for something our reps are great so next we have uh, Wednesday, May 31st, 2006. Uh, I believe this is during summer break at this point, um, like before my senior year. Okay, I'm going to update because I have things I want to get out to the universe. Okay, so I got a job, which is good. I like it. It's pretty nifty. I don't have to work that much. <laughs> nifty. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't have to work that much, so I like that a lot, too. Just a summer job. Hopefully, it will carry on into the school year. But yeah, me and Nikki are doing great. I really like her slash miss her whenever I'm not with her. I'm, like, sad and stuff because she's such a sweet girl and so nice to be around. But yeah, um, now to what has been on my mind for the past week. Okay, last Tuesday, I was at Chris's house, and I was driving home having a cigarette. And so I get home, and all the lights are out. Oh, I know where this is going. And all the lights are out, and I start to feel creeped out. So I go inside, and this Tool song pops in my head, and it stays in there, and I, like, can't get it out because I get... What song? I, dude, I don't even like talking about it. That was this is such a traumatic. Oh, this was such man. a traumatic like experience I had. Like I, oh, dude, I remember. Sorry, I didn't. No, no, like it's cool, <laughs> it's cool. But like, I just don't want anyone to like go out of their way and like listen to or try to like trigger me with it or whatever. Because I have oh, not, yeah. I have not listened yeah. to that song since this time. Man, and that's been over ten Damn. years. Damn, yeah, it that just, might be like a. Uh... You have, if you ever find the right therapist, that might be one of those. Yeah, I need to do some exposure therapy for sure to get yeah. get rid of that because it's real. But it, it 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 fucked with me that whole fucking summer, dude. I'll, I go on to talk that about sucks. it here. Um, blah blah. blah. Um, I can't get the song out of my head because I got get got so spooked by it. It kind of uh, stays in my head 
Um, so it, it's so bad that I can hardly sleep because I won't let my brain drop this song. And I realize that this is a symptom of anxiety, getting a melody stuck in your head. Uh, I've always had this fear of going crazy. And I thought, what if this stays in my head forever and I go crazy? I'm so stupid because a normal person would have just let let it go, but not me. I have to have something stuck in my life or suck in my life, especially during this, the summer. It's like I'm comfortable with having some fucked up brain issue. It seems... Uh, it's just, it seems to happen to me every summer, but yeah, this past week I've had that song haunt me in my head from time to time. I'll forget about it for a while. Then it'll pop back in and freak me out because, uh, honestly, who has gone through this? No one really, but I know I'm doing it to myself. Like I said, my mind is comfortable with being messed uh, you're up. You're probably not alone. No, I know. I mean, there's I know probably I'm, other people. I know I'm not alone. Listen to some songs and, or, or a film and you know got anxiety or whatever i mean mine my uh experience with that is less extreme but uh for a while it really did mess me up like anytime i would see a still photo of the norris creature from the movie john carpenter's a thing the one that popped out of the guy's chest and has like a long neck and like this fucked up looking face with teeth that would really uh make me anxious and freaked out and it, it it's tied into being exposed to that photo at a young age, checking out this book from the children's section at the local library called uh, Movie Monsters. Oh, look, there's King Kong. Oh, look, there's a Gremlin. Oh, look, there's Frankenstein. Oh, my fucking God. Ah, <laughs> what the fuck was that? You know, what is that thing? And then I, I, I saw the film later, and the film itself didn't freak me out as much as that fucking still photo did. And I think that still photo still messes with me if I look at that fucking thing. So it, it, it's a, it, it's something that I, I think sometimes something gets ingrained in our brains, and uh, it, it definitely does leave an imprint. Well... In this post, in this post, I said it's a symptom of anxiety. I was incorrect. It's a symptom of OCD. It's called pure. Yeah, that too. It's pure O, pure obsession. Yeah. There was no mm. compulsion going on. I was just purely obsessing over this song. Now, what I what I failed to realize at that time was I was hanging out with Chris, the public school friend. I was drinking. Um, I already was predisposed to anxiety. I was driving home. I was at night. I was probably feeling depressed from the alcohol. Um, And, you know, I had a random exposure in my head, this song. It just pops into my head, but because I'm already in a weird neurological state, I, um, I just get this random scenario in my head of this, what if this song just stays in my head forever? And, and it's everything's always forever with me. And then you me. become obsessed with that. Yeah, and then and then it's, just, and when, it's just the song that never ends. Right, well then, like, then when I have the thought of what if this is forever, then I get this rush of fear that's yeah. accompanied with the thought. And that rush of fear pretty much secures that negative thinking in my head. Yeah, like, and it might trigger an anxiety attack or something. It, it trigger anxiety attack, it, and it's just going to perpetuate it. It's like, yeah. don't think about the pink elephant. What's the first thing that pops in your head? You know, the pink elephant. So it's take the fucking pink elephant. It's it's psychology, man. I know, I know this yeah. shit now. But at the time, I, I feel so bad for myself because, like, 
I didn't know who to turn to or how to help myself. Now I know, but at the time, like, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Anyway, I move on here. Um, tomorrow I have to go into work at five till close, which is really no problem. That's only like four and a half hours. Can you say minimum wage? Dude, today at Chris's house, some of Nikki's friends that are boys came over that she hadn't seen in a while. Well, really, she was only friends with one of the dudes. But, like, they were talking outside, and me and Chris went inside just because I wanted to give her privacy with her friend or whatever. So then she's walking me outside to my truck, and she says something about the kid's friend pinning her down to the concrete and taking the ponytail out of her hair. What the fuck? Who does that shit? That's kind of fucked up. If he does something like that again, I'm going to whip it his fucking ass. No, you wouldn't have. Yeah, so that's been my life recently. The bands have been pretty stagnant, but it'll pick up, I'm sure. We just need a drummer. So, Casey, if you know any drummers, send them my way. Well, okay, I'm out, bitches. See ya. Why did I ask Casey if she knew any drummers? Why am I even still talking to fucking Casey? <laughs> um, oh, wow. I'm reading someone. Okay, apparently I... Uh, Oh, shit. Okay, this is... Wow. I can pinpoint the... All right. Well, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about here in a second. Saturday, June 3rd, 2006. I am no longer a virgin. Ha ha. I lost it Thursday, I think. But it was <laughs> but it was with my girlfriend. It was yeah. It was dude uh, uh, over the air high five right now. Just bam. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> it was with my girlfriend. It was sweet, but kind of embarrassing too and scary. The first time I couldn't keep it hard. I think it was because I was nervous. But like the second time, well, that's understandable. The second I mean, time I did it, it was sweet. And then yesterday we did it on her bed. But yeah, I feel kind of weird about it. Like kind of bad. I don't know. It's like I feel. Did you use protection? Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> it's like I feel kind of just not awesome. Like I thought it'd feel. I mean, you do feel awesome for a little bit, but then it's like man i had sex it's so different it's just something i'm not used to wow that's gonna change josh scored (laughs) he finally scored i'm getting i'm getting into all kinds of new sin at this kid's at this chris kid's house i just don't know if i should be over there as much it's like whenever i'm over there it's almost like a sodom and gomorrah anything goes almost i can drink smoke have sex whatever i want and I have just been feeling bad lately. I think is I think God is trying to tell Why? me this isn't right for me. <laughs> and I know it's not right. I really should lay off a little bit. I've already fucked something up that I can never get back. But, you know, I kind of don't see it like that. Because it's basically like I lost my virginity the first time I jacked off, you know. What's the difference? It's, it's, <laughs> it's just a hole. But, yeah, um, anyway, I don't know. I have, definitely, I have definitely not been myself lately, and I have felt fucking weird. I don't know what it's like. What if I don't know if it's like the summertime anxiety that I get every summer. But I haven't been able to sleep good. I haven't been happy. Everything is getting stuck in my head. My head is like a fly trap. I'll hear a song or something like that or a noise or thought and it will be like a delay pedal. It will just loop uh, that thought or melody over and over again. There's some nice metaphors there. Yeah. Uh, For a little (laughs) while and that in itself scares me. I honestly think I'm losing my damn mind. I really do. I just think so much and let so much shit bother me and just think these crazy thoughts and I just feel so different from when I did back in the school year. I don't know. I wish I could get my old life back, 
but still have a little bit of this new life. Like I need to hang out with some of my old friends and not go over to Chris's damn house any chance I get. I need to learn how to tell people no, and I need to get some fucking morals. I need to get God, get to God. Yeah, and that's another thing. Chris is an atheist. He doesn't believe in God, and that is not right for me. I do believe in God. I just have a hard time feeling his presence in my life. I know things could be a lot worse, so I know he's there, but yeah, I'm supposed to go over to Chris's house today to see Nikki, but man, I don't know. I remember one of the first things she said when we went out was, if you have sex with me, I won't cheat on you. She was drunk, of course, but who says that? That's messed up. Too much pressure in my damn life. And this great raps job is so frustrating. They want so much from me, and I can't be a fucking superhero who knows how to do everything without them teaching me. And they want me to learn very quickly, and I do... Oh, yeah, that's that's the normal for those kind of jobs. <laughs> they ain't gonna t- teach you shit. Yeah. And I do learn... Uh, I, I don't learn anything quickly except music. But anyway, I'm gonna go. This is wasting time. But not really, because it's like a diary. I like it. It's a nice place for me to dump all these thoughts, so goodbye for now. I think that's a good place to stop. Do, do, do we? <laughs> do I sense that Josh might be maturing a little bit? Like maybe I'm a getting like a little bit of perspective. Bit. Like I've, I, I feel that it's not really. Uh, a, a, you're starting to question things. Or like you're at a crossroads in your yeah, life. Oh yeah, right now. Th- I think that's a good way to put it. That's definitely a crossroads <laughs> post. You're like, oh, I, I want to get to God, and I want to be more close. I want to be closer to God, but then I like these temptations and. You know, that kind of thing. And um, I think you're starting to realize the more that you're exposed to uh, this other part of life that that's more familiar to you, that's more comfortable. And uh, that's probably uh, why you've chosen the direction that you have and are still on right now. Uh, This particular path is because the whole got to do it for God, you know, got to, you know, follow the rules, got to do all that, that just became too much pressure for you. And you were just like, I don't need that. Like, what's the point? Because that's really, really, you'll get to the point where you're like, what is the point? I think, I think when I started hanging out with that kid, Chris, it was literally like some of the first public school kids. It was your awakening. Yeah. Awakening. I love how you I love how you like add this like cinematic nature to my life like the awakening the crossroads like you're, I'm gonna make you the executive producer on the uh, perks of being a Josh Flower movie um, but yeah um, so uh, yeah it's like when I started hanging out with Chris um, like he was like one of the first public school friends I had and his fucking, his family literally let him do anything that he wanted to do basically. And I went from zero to 60 in like a flash. Like I fucking experienced a similar thing that, uh, the Amish do. They do this thing where they, uh, when they're at a certain age. Yeah. Yeah. And they just go out and do everything. And, uh, if they choose to be a part of the world, uh, they can choose to do that. And if they choose uh, uh, to go back, they can choose to do that too. Yeah, and like, I mean, in that one summer, in that summer of 2006, I lost my virginity. I was drinking, which is something I never really used to do. I was smoking cigarettes. I was trying pot again. I mean, I'd already tried it, but I was doing it again. 
I was hanging out with a kid who was an atheist. I never even knew a fucking atheist before I met Chris. And I thought they were a, like amoral people, just awful people. And my just my whole like world just was flipped on its fucking head and mm-hmm. I didn't know I didn't know what what to do or how to process like all this change that I knew deep down I wanted because I was flirting with it. If I was really opposed to it, I would have just stayed away from these people. And I exactly. Yeah. 100%. Like I totally 100%. was flirting with, you know, the decadent side of life. And, um, I think it's, when you really want to do something, you'll do that. You don't, you don't just go straight out and you, you don't go straight out and do it. I think it's similar. It's not, it, it's not as, um, it's not really the exact same instance. But I think you can make an argument that if you were deeply, uh, if you had been a deeply religious person your entire life, if you had been a part of a religious family, and you've been exposed to that for uh, the entirety of your young life, and you have that one moment where you realize, no, I don't want this, that is in some ways a coming out. In a different way. Yeah, I mean, it was all very slow transition because, I mean, even in the last post, I'm like grasping at the whole God thing. I'm I'm almost using that as my shield of of or my comfort blanket. Like I am, you know, Chris is an atheist, and that's not right for me because, like, I I believe in God. It's like, but but you but I know I know but I do you really? But I know I didn't really, yeah. you yeah. know. And I was I just wasn't ballsy enough to just be like I flat out and am atheist. You know, a- a- I'm an atheist. You know, like I was getting. I was yeah, slowly getting that, there, but you're you're afraid. You're deep down. You're afraid of of how you will be judged, how you will be uh, looked at by your peers and and by your family for being like, no, this isn't for me. The fucking evolution of the evolution of me, like pretty much becoming an atheist. It started off. I believe in God. I'm a Christian. Uh, I believe in God. I think there's a higher power. Eh. No, I'm kind of an agnostic. I'm totally an uh-huh. agnostic. I'm kind of an atheist. I'm totally an atheist. Like it was literally yeah. like that was the years of yeah. evolution of what people would ask yeah, me yeah, about yeah, like yeah, my yeah. thoughts on God. I would just I was like slowly backing into the whole I don't that, really that think. really that really sums up my feelings too cuz uh I would say my family at least uh my mom and and uh her side of the family a lot of them are agnostic. But um, I would probably say I'm more of an atheist right now. I just I, it's just one of those things where I did my own research and I, and I looked up on things of the Bible and I saw how there's a lot of stories that were told as myths from other countries and from other cultures that were just adapted and put into the Bible. And it, it's just one of those things. I just think if it is something that provides you with some balance in your life and helps you out, I'm all for it go for it right um but it's just one of those things where i think it could be easily manipulated in terms of religion in terms of the messages in terms of what's going on in it and i just i just don't believe in this presence that i can't see smell hear or touch you know it's and i and i feel it's really creepy to be honest when you think about it when you're like he's watching you he's always watching Everything that you do, God is watching you. 
Remember that time you were in the shower and you got curious and you shoved your finger in your asshole? Yeah, God saw that. Not only God, but your dead grandma, your dead grandpa, all your ancestors, they all saw you stick your finger in your butt to see if uh, you might like it, you know? They all saw it. That's creepy as fuck! It is. I don't want the, it is. I doubt it's like the Sims, like in but like there's like a sensor bar that goes over you uh-huh. when you do shit like that. No. no, it's not like that. And who's to say that this higher power, if it does exist, is actually good? See, so that's the other thing. You like, know, I don't know anything about it. Like, <laughs> do I, I just know what people say about it? I don't really believe in evolution, but I don't believe in creationism either. I, I do believe in evolution. I believe I, I believe in evolution in the lines. sense of like I I think that it is something that can happen. I do think things evolve. It might it might not have happened exactly how how uh, the theory of evolution. Yeah, says. like the, I, I, the Big can, Bang can, and all that. Like I I just you know that was like oh my god, dude. Growing up in a Christian school at a Christian yeah. church, the Big Bang theory was the biggest. Like we would laugh at anyone who like. It was like an instant, like, you're a fucking idiot if anyone said that they believed in that theory. Like, even the name of it, the Big Bang Theory. Well, I would th- I would, I would think the Big Bang Theory is more plausible than it, <laughs> six days and everything was created and just a snap <clears throat> of the finger. I think they're both, like, equally kind of ridiculous. Like, like, you know, I think at least the Big Bang Theory has some science behind it. Yeah, I've never really... Well, we were never taught it, now that I think about it. I've never officially been taught the Big Bang Theory. You should do some more research on the Big Bang Theory. Did you learn it in school? I think a little bit, uh, but uh, I just learned more about it through shows about the universe and, you know, stuff like that, and just my own natural curiosity. And, um... Sex ed, they completely skipped it. Like the year that we yeah. were supposed to have sex ed, they yeah. so there there's to this day there's I think we did we did have sex ed. Yeah. I wish correctly. I would have I would have learned a lot of shit. Like it was in health class. Yeah. It was it was health class slash sex ed in high school. It was in our science book and we got to the sex ed chapter and they're like, All right, we're just gonna skip this chapter. You're too young to know about any of this. I thought they'd be like, uh, uh we're gonna rip those pages out. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't not for you. <laughs> adults only in all fairness though our sex ed um chapter came up when we were in like when we were in like sixth grade yeah but I, you know to be honest i mean there there you know the, there are cases of kids being promiscuous at younger oh ages, yeah for so. sure but i mean like i don't even know if boys can ejaculate at that age <laughs> I was. I don't think I was, dude. I remember. God, with all this information that I don't know, I'm, I'm just divulging. <laughs> I remember the first time I ever masturbated. Like nothing came out. Oh my god! It was just a, a dry uh, orgasm. Shit. You know how bad I wish I could just turn that on, on, on and off <laughs> nowadays. Like it would just create so much less cleanup. You know, it just. No, nothing comes out you just get the good feel this is disgusting this is so personal no wonder we only have what three and a half stars i don't fucking know <laughs> this is me though you know i'm just being like although to be honest it takes a lot of balls to be as open as you are so I, you know I, I just i don't care i, I i'll tell no pun intended yeah <laughs> that, that, that was good that was good all right let's wrap this shit up so i can meet um a person. Yeah. I'm not going to say their name because I don't know who who be listening to this shit. Um, 
that's the podcast. If you want to join us on Facebook, you can join. Uh, go to the search bar, type in Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries in the search bar. Go to the groups tab. You should see our group. You have to answer two questions, and you can join the family. Uh, if you want to join us on Patreon and give us some money, then you'll get this podcast earlier than the rest of the uh, listening audience. Um, or if you donate $5 a month, you can tell us what the fuck you want us to talk about. Um, if you want to catch me and Mike on YouTube, but you don't want us so togethery, you want us more separate-y, you can do that uh, by visiting Mike's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash OCP communications. That is youtube.com slash OCP communications. Mike is a movie buff. He lifts movies all day. He does bicep <laughs> curls and he's got some buff movie muscles. Michael's last video you did. The last video I did is a review and rant on the uh, fourth Revenge of the Nerds movie, because I reviewed all four of those. Those were uh, requests. And I like the first two. I I prefer the second one uh, the best. But the third and fourth films are awful. They're just cheap, unfunny, direct-to-cable sequels that are just completely unnecessary. Um, so yeah, I was not really a fan of those, but, um, yeah. So that's, those are the most recent uh, videos that I've done. I have some other ideas in the pipeline. I want to talk about the ridiculousness behind the Looney Tunes, uh, being canceled and the controversy behind Pepe the Pew and all that stuff giving Elmer Fudd a fucking scythe instead of a gun. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, what, what's what's next? Are you going to cancel Foghorn Leghorn because he stutters? And uh, I guess maybe they'll say he's a Southern stereotype with his whole, I say, I say, I say, I say. That is that is offensive, good sir. That is offensive. I know you're allowed to make fun of white people, like Southern White people, especially. Oh, or or uh, uh, you have uh, Sylvester the cat because he, you know, or or Porky Pig. Porky Pig, he stutters. Is that offensive now? Because he stutters because he can't finish. That's all, folks. It's stupid. Yeah, yeah. Fucking cartoons. Uh, Can we just not inject politics into every fucking orifice and everything? It's it's like it's happening too fast, man. It's like change yeah. has to be a little slower. It's 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 making my head spin without all the new wokeness every day. It's like give me some time to adjust to the first thing you did, and 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 you know let me get around to the other shit. But it's like every no no, no Josh. They a lot of these people they don't want compromises. They want a war that they want to win. They want a culture war and they, and they're going to win it because yes. they all they they all have control of social media. They want scorched earth. They want to nuke things from orbit. I think it's suffice to say none of we don't have any remaining listeners who are uh who who are a part of that posse. No, I think we offended them. Yeah, oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. We offended them all away many <laughs> many episodes ago. <coughs> well that's mike's youtube channel ocp communications um if you want to check out my youtube channel i do like music related content uh album reviews uh mini documentaries about certain events like the woodstock festival and fucking 
other things I can't remember right now. You go to my channel. It's youtube.com slash dancing with ghosts. Once again, that's youtube.com slash dancing with ghosts. My latest video is, is alternative rock making a comeback in 2021. A lot of the classic, uh, juggernauts of the alternate, uh, alternative rock scene in the nineties have dropped either singles or entire albums in 2021. I heard something about the offspring, uh, single. That depending on where you listen to it, the mix is is muddy and not really that good. Like apparently the one on YouTube for some reason is like bad. But like if you listen to it on Spotify, it's it's not as bad. I listen to the one on Spotify and uh, I I, I, yeah. I like I like the new Offspring song. It's it's pretty good. Um, not their best, but definitely not by any it's means fine. their worst. Yeah, uh, the Green Day. Uh, Green Day has a new song out. It's it gets boring and old really fast. <laughs> Sounds like that other album they did was really terrible. Here comes a shock. Here comes a. He just says it over and over. oh, yeah. father of all. Yeah, I know. I don't know why I didn't do a review on that. That's like the perfect fodder for my channel. I should have reviewed that shit. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the last video I did. So check that out. But, uh, okay. I think that's going to wrap it up. I got to take another shit until next time. Have a good rest of your night. Goodbye. See ya.